Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Hi, welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. Well, we are in our fourth week of our Summers in Psalm 119 series, and I don't know about you, but I've really enjoyed our time in this psalm. I can't wait for next summer to continue. I agree, Amy, and I totally have loved every series, but I've loved this one in just like a whole different way. And please stay tuned to the very end because we're going to be sharing what's coming in July. Well, you know, one of the themes that run through Psalms is the idea of meditation. Meditation can have a bad connotation with some Christians, depending on your background. Did you know that meditation is one of the top ways we can combat anxiety and reduce our stress? You know, I did know that. And I think that one of the reasons maybe people shy away from meditation as a way to do those things is because it's connected with this new agey or Eastern religion kind of idea. I think people would be more interested if they knew this is God's idea from the beginning and they just don't know how to do it well. Yeah, well, in coaching, I help a lot of people with managing their anxiety and stress. And if they're open and they're interested, I teach them the basics of Christian Bible-based meditation. And I just wanted to let our listeners know that if someone out there is interested, you just reach out to me and through the website and let's talk more. Yes, you can find that at JanaeShatleyCamp.com and the link is always in our show notes. Maybe we could even do a bonus episode on the how-tos of meditation. So listeners, leave us a comment on what you think. We'll make this our Wonder Wednesday question. And if you'd like to have a bonus episode to help you teach meditation in a Christ-centered way, let us know. So let's get started with today's verses. We're going to focus on verses 25 through 32. You know, Psalms are like prayers. They're conversations with God filled with praises and thanksgiving, intercessions for others, and requests of God. So today, I'm going to read from a paraphrased version of the Bible, which is not something we typically use, but we think it will be helpful in seeing the Psalms as prayer. And I'm going to be reading from the message. I am feeling terrible. I couldn't feel worse. Get me on my feet again. You promised, remember? When I told my story, you responded. Train me well in your deep wisdom. Help me understand these things inside and out so I can ponder your miracle wonders. My sad life's dilapidated, a falling down barn. Build me up again by your word. Barricade the road that goes nowhere. Grace me with your clear revelation. I choose the true road to somewhere. I post your road signs at every curve and corner. I grasp and cling to whatever you tell me. God, don't let me down. I'll run the course you lay out for me if you'll just show me how. So in the blog, we have highlighted each week a verse that has been a prayer request of David to God. There are about seven different requests. I say seven because a couple of them repeat. I would encourage you to go back and reread these first four sections of Psalm 119 and look for yourself and mark the request. But here are a couple of them. David has asked God that God would make his actions to match or align with his word. 
David also asked God to teach him about his word. You know, it's that invitation for the Holy Spirit to teach us when we come to God's word. It's super important. So that's just a couple of them, but go back and look for all the requests and then think about them for yourself. Maybe you need to borrow a few of them to heighten your love for God's word. So, Amy, you are going to do the Hebrew alphabet part this time. So what do you have for us? Yes. So each week we are talking about how each section of this psalm is assigned a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And this week's section has a letter, Daleth. Now, the shape of the Daleth is supposed to symbolize an open doorway. And it's actually from that same word family that the word door comes from in the Hebrew language. So immediately to me, that brings to mind the Bible verses about Jesus being the door to the sheepfold or that he is the way, the truth, and the life. But it also makes me think of a mezuzah. Do you know what a mezuzah is? I don't know, but it sounds like a dish at Carabas. Okay, well, now I'm hungry, so thanks for that. (laughs) Um, But actually, a mezuzah is something used in the Jewish culture. It's a small decorative case which Jewish households attach to the right doorframe at the entrance of their homes. They roll up a scrap of paper and place it inside. Do you want to guess what's on the scrap of paper? The recipe for Mizzaluna? <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. That's still Carabas. We're still, okay. <laughs> I think we're going to feed Janae after this episode. <laughs> it's actually something called the Shema. And now we talked about the Shema in our very first episode of the Psalm 119, but it's taken from Deuteronomy 6 and Numbers 15. I'm going to read it. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And as for you, you shall love the Lord with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength. So the Jewish people passing this every day on the way in and out of their homes, this is a constant reminder that the Lord is the one to love with all our hearts and minds and souls and strength. So Daleth is this example of this open door. That's so much fun. I I hope that our listeners have enjoyed hearing the little tidbits about the Hebrew alphabet as much as we have enjoyed studying it and learning more about it. Yeah, it's so much deeper than A is for apple, like the American alphabet. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, today we are covering the Dallas section of Psalm 119, which includes verses 25 through 32. But as we start to dive in, I'm going to focus on verse 25 and then jump down and grab verse 31. Both of those verses use the same unique word, and I want us to look at that. I'm going to be reading these two verses from the ESV. Verse 25, my soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. And then verse 31, I cling to your testimonies, O Lord, let me not be put to shame. The word for cling in Hebrew is debak, which means to cling, stick, stay close, cleave, keep close, stick to, stick with, follow, closely, join to, overtake. So I think we get the picture. (laughs) But David uses the same word and we see a shift in what he's actually attaching himself or what he's staying close to. But before we actually look at that and compare, we need to look at another meaning of a different word in verse 25, and that is dust, 
because that is what David is clinging to. My soul clings to the dust, he says. So what does that mean? Is that like when you're in my house and you sit on something and then the the dust clings to your yoga pants? (laughs) I don't know. It makes me think about allergies and, (laughs) and like I need to sneeze. But in the Bible, dust has a positive connotation from the very beginning when humanity is created and formed out of the dust of the earth. So we connect dust to our roots, our beginning, our creator. In Psalm 103, it reads, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. I believe in verse 25, we see David, his soul is clinging to the dust. He is in a place where he is grasping for the beauty and simplicity and the innocence of his beginnings with God, his life source. He may have been struggling a bit with his identity. I don't know. And he's asking God, take me back to who I know I am in you. And then that second part of the verse talks about, give me life that comes from your word. So he's asking God to revive his soul, give him life, if you will, through the word of God. But then in verse 31, he has made that shift of what he's clinging to. What is he sticking with? He's sticking with the word of God directly. He knows God's promises are a solid foundation, and that is what he wants to cement himself to. I cling to your testimonies. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. So continuing on in verses 26 and 27, when I told of my ways, you answered me, teach me your statutes, make me understand the ways of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. Now, I know we talked about meditating in the previous podcast, but it's interesting that the word used in verse 15 and 22, that means to speak out loud about your musing or to meditate kind of actively. The word used in our verse today is a different word, and it means more to take time to consider or to take time to understand. I love that in these verses, literally David is saying that he is going to take time to truly understand the wondrous works of God and what God has done in his life. He's not rushing past it. You know, he's asked God to teach him the wondrous things of the word. And the way that he actually knows that that's going to go deeply is to meditate on those things and ask for the Holy Spirit to come in and join him in this and make it go deep. I would argue this is something we all need to do a little bit more. You know, when is the last time you really stopped and made time not just to remember or have a checklist or, oh, I'm thankful for this and I'm thankful for that moment? Not that those are bad, but to deeply ponder the wondrous works of God in your life and really work to understand what God was doing when he moved in that way. Yes. I think the key there that I heard over and over again is the take time. We could spend a we could spend That's some, a whole podcast. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, in verse twenty eight in the New Living Translation says, I weep with sorrow. Encourage me by your word. David is asking God to encourage him. So he's like weeping with sorrow. He's deep in some emotion here. And he's like, use your word, God, to encourage me. Well, in Romans chapter 15, verse 4, which is God's word gives hope's founding verse, it says, such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. And then we have in verse 29, 
Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. So here we see David making a plea for God to help him have a huge piece of self-awareness or self-honesty, if you will, by asking God to keep him from lying to himself. And this is the verse the blog focuses in on, if you want to go deeper, on the idea of not lying to yourself. But I think it's really good for us to just sit there for a minute and talk about this concept of lying to ourselves. I know we don't like to think that we lie to ourselves, but we pretty much do all the time because our perception is sometimes skewed. I don't know. What do you think, Amy? Do you ever feel like in retrospect you were deceiving yourself? So I think at times I can be the queen of best intentions. And sometimes that idea of best intentions, I'm 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 truly planning to do this thing. I'm gonna take care of this thing. When I know my schedule is full, or I know that life is already, you know, pulling not pulling any punches. And I think I'm lying to myself sometimes when I think I can overcome this. I need to have an honest view of both myself and my limitations. Yeah. I also think of another time that we probably do it more often than we realize is we walk away from a conversation and we start thinking about it (laughs) and then forming a perception that really probably needs more facts and maybe go back and get some clarity, but we start telling ourselves something. (laughs) And in and basically, we're lying to ourselves. And so David here is asking for help in that. Keep me from lying my, lying to myself. And God's word is a source of helping re, realign and direct our thoughts in the right direction. Oh, that's so good. Do you ever feel like you're lying to yourself, listeners? Because I know that even what Janae just said made me go, man, how often do I lie to myself in after a conversation is over? I think I could just chew on that for a while, but we're going to keep going. Um, We still have verses 30 and 32 left. Verse 30 says, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your rules before me. I love this word chosen because it's an action word. This is not forced upon David and it's not forced upon us. We have a choice of pursuing God. And it says, I set your rules before me. And I just think about how important this idea of imagery and viewing and what's in front of us matters because that's the direction we're going. So what we set out in front of us is incredibly vital to us walking towards the right things. And what are the ways that we're putting the word of God before us? Well, we talked about the mezuzah at the beginning. That's one of the ways that the Hebrew people would put the word of God so they're seeing it every time they're leaving their home. It's a reminder of who they are. Mm -hmm. But they would also do things like put tassels on their robes or tie bands on their arms or their foreheads at times to remind them of God's word and the judgments of God all the time. So, Janae, is there some ways that you can think of that we can put God's word before us? Well, I know the two main ways that I do for me personally is I uh, notes on my phone. And I even have them categorized. So like one note is maybe verses that I'm trying to memorize or some that I just want to meditate and think more on. But from our Fight Like a Girl series, I literally have a fight um, note and in it is scripture after scripture after scripture when I need to armor up and I feel like I'm in battle. So I'm referencing that. But another way that I do it is maybe considered old school 
and that's with index cards. <laughs> I write down a verse on an index card. It may have it on my nightstand. I might need to stick it in my purse, put it in my, you know, attach it to my mirror, put it on uh, in my car. But I do that as well. I love that. So I know one of the ways that I've done this is actually through tattoos. Um, and I'm ready for my next one. So whoever wants to help me talk my husband into that, feel free to join into the conversation or comment on our podcast. Ooh, you slid that one in. <laughs> um, but if you're looking for maybe a slightly less permanent way to keep the word of God in front of you, um, there is a really cool organization called Dwell Differently that has temporary tattoos that help you memorize the word of God. But you can also put it on your phone screen as your background. So you're seeing it every time you pick that phone up. And we know that you're picking that phone up a thousand times a day because we all do. Or what about putting it on your walls or having it in your home where it's in view? I just think that helps us. Now, verse 32 is the last one in this section. And it says, I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. And he's just talking about the value of a heart bent towards the word of God. You know, I'll show you all of our cards right now. This is the desire of God's word gives hope to engage your heart with the word of God that you would hunger after him. And just like the Grinch, as he began to understand what love was, as you continue to grow in the knowledge of who the Lord is, your heart just keeps expanding out and out. Yes. So I wonder if you're listening today, where is your heart? Where is your heart in relationship to the Word of God in particular? Is your heart bent towards it? Do you have good intentions towards it? Are you lying to yourself about how you're going to get into the Word or how you're going to utilize it? Um, just encourage you to um, listen to these words and take steps towards your heart. But even asking God in that too, God, give me that heart for your word. Oh, that's so good. Well, as we wrap up, we want to remind you that although this is the end of our first summers in our summer in Psalm 119, we are going to do something fun in July of having some of our most loved episodes on replay. So do not take a break from God's Word Gives Hope. Do not take a break from listening and staying in the Word because that is our hope for you this summer. And even though it may be something you've already listened to, you're in a different place and a different space right now. And God's Word does not return void. It will impact you in a different way if you take the time to listen. Now, this morning, take some time to ponder over Psalm 1914 that I'm going to read over you, and let's make this the prayer for your heart today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. The connecting doesn't have to stop here. We would love to have you join us at the God's Word Gives Hope blog to go deeper with the verse we discussed today. If you would like to learn more about life and leadership coaching with Janae, visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com. Finally, we would love a chance to talk with you more. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. All of these links are posted in the About Us on our podcast.